This is Pastor Devin, and I just want to say thanks for joining us, and I hope and pray that this message is an encouragement to your life today. Part five of Love One Another, we're in the final installation of this uh, series that we've been in, and uh, I'll just start here with a kind of a a comical story. Um, This is a story called Life Explained, and I just want to say as a disclaimer right up front, uh, this is not biblically accurate, okay? Just a Just a disclaimer there right up front. Listen to this. Life explained. On the first day, God created the dog. And God said, sit all day by the door of your house and bark at anyone who comes in or walks past. And I will give you a lifespan of 20 years. And the dog said, that's that's a long time to be barking. How about you give me 10 and I'll give you the other 10 back. And so God agreed. And on the second day, God created the monkey. And God said, entertain people, do monkey tricks, and make them laugh, and I'll give you a 20-year lifespan. And the monkey said, monkey tricks for 20 years? I don't think so. So I'm going to do what the dog did. I'm going to give you 10 back, and I'll just take 10. Is that okay? And God agreed to that. And on the third day, God created the cow. He said to the cow, you must go to the field with the farmer all day long, toil under the sun, have calves, and give milk to support the farmer, and I will give you a lifespan of 60 years. Cow said, well, that's, that's kind of a tough life. 60 years, you want me to live? I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, let me have 20, and I'll give you 40 back. And God once again agreed. And on the fourth day, God created man. And God said, eat, sleep, play, marry, and enjoy your life. And I'm going to give you 20 years. And the man said, what? 20 years? I, I'll tell you what. I'll take my 20 The 40 that the cow gave back, the 10 that the monkey gave back, and the 10 the dog gave back to give me 80. That sounded like a good deal. And God said, you've got a good deal. So that is why the first 20 years we eat, sleep, play, and enjoy ourselves. The next 40 years we slave in the sun to support our family. The next 10 years we do monkey tricks to entertain the grandchildren. And the last 10 years we sit on the front porch and we bark at everyone that goes by. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and now life has been explained to you. It's not biblically accurate. I'm sorry. If you're taking notes today, I really do hope that we explain life a little bit more fully to you today. If you're taking notes, I want you to write down this one word. Um, I'm going to say this word a lot today. It's a very, very important word. Um, all of heaven and all of earth is based on this one word. In fact, Jesus said you could summarize the entire Bible on this one word. It's a word that if you could understand it and realize its power, can change your life. And it's simply the word relationship. Relationship. All of earth. Your quality on this earth and the experience you have on this earth is going to be determined by the relationships you have in your life. And all of heaven. All of heaven is determined by your relationship because it's not what you know, but it's who you know, and it's going to determine where you spend eternity. Relationships, my friend, are everything. Um, Maybe I can say it this way. Your relationship decisions are the most important decisions that you'll make in your entire life. Who you decide to do life with. Maybe, Maybe I can say it this way. The one thing that has had the most influence on where you are right now is your relationships, the people that are in your life. And the one thing that will have the most influence on where you're going is your relationships. 
We could put almost all of our success and almost all of our failures in life and we can point them to our relationships. You've heard it said like this. Your net worth is determined by your net work. A young person, college graduate, can I just tell you, that degree will only get you so far. It may get you in the door. But you better quickly acclimate yourself and gain a fuller understanding of how people work. In fact, in some cases, that degree will get you nowhere if you don't foster the people skills required to develop and maintain relational health with people. We have young people today with degrees in respectable fields of study that can't find a job. Why? Because relationships are everything. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Here at Connect, you'll hear me say this a lot. Relationships rule the day. And that's why it's so important for you to engage with people outside of this environment on Sunday. Not just any people, but the right people. Um, Inside every single one of you is more potential. There's more greatness. There are more possibilities. But the problem for most people is that they're missing one thing. And that simply is the right relationships in their life. Most people are missing. You'll, You'll do... So many more things for God. Let me say it this way. You'll never do all that God wants you to do without the right people in your life. I I promise you, you will never accomplish all that God wants you to accomplish without the right people around you. Dad, last week, he talked about the people that God intersects with our life and they mark us in a way and it literally changes the trajectory of our lives. Think of it. You have people. Faces, names that immediately come to your mind when you think, where would my life be without that person? Because relationships, listen, you may be one relationship away from transforming your entire destiny. How about this? Think of it this way. You may be the relationship for someone else to transform their entire destiny. Jesus, Jesus said this was important too. Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. For where two or three gather together, not just gather, but they gather together, as my followers, I am there among them. The power, the presence of God that is with us when we gather together in community. There's something powerful that happens when Christians come together in agreement. Why is Jesus so interested in our relationships? Have you ever thought about that? The answer, the answer is very simple. I think I said this last week. The answer is this, because real life change happens in the context of relationship. Why is Jesus so interested? Because real life change doesn't just happen if you just attend a service. It doesn't just happen by attaining knowledge from a book. Your life change is directly connected to who is in your life. So who's in your life? Jesus said, if you'll be intentional about your gatherings, I will step into the middle of that and I'll do something powerful among you. Those of us that have experienced what that can be like in a small group setting, we would vouch for that. We would advocate for it. We would be a champion for the cause, for, for people to get involved in small group ministry, to get involved in a connect group. You might say, well, what is a connect group? It's simply this. It's a small group of people that gather and they commit to do life 
together. Pray for one another, support one another, centered around God's word. That's what it is. For some of us, we've never been involved in something like that. We've never experienced that. And even now, as I'm talking about it, you're formulating the reasons and the justifiable excuses why you haven't done that or why you're not going to do that. Uh, so I just want to address that first. Before I, I advocate for connect groups, I just want to just you know, expose the reasons, the excuses that we often use. Uh, look at Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 8. It says this. There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor Brother, he had no one that he could relate to. By the way, that's not just talking about a biological relationship or relative. It's basically saying there is no one that really, really was close to him. And notice the result of that. Maybe this is the condition of some of you here today. That's why you need this message. Because he had no relationships, there it is, there was no end to his toil, yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. He tries to do what only relationships can provide. This guy thinks, well, maybe if I work harder, if I spend more hours in the office, if I pick up a hobby, I'll try to make more money. And it didn't scratch the itch because real life change happens in the context of relationship. It's the most important decision. You want life really explained? It's relationship. Life is meant to be shared, not lived in isolation. It's one of the greatest tactics of the enemy to get you isolated by yourself, thinking you're the only one experiencing something, going through a certain vicissitude of your life. No. You don't live life in isolation. You share life. I, uh, tomorrow, I will celebrate sharing life with my beautiful bride of 19 years. We'll celebrate our anniversary. And we were dating for three and a half years before that. And we met when I was 12 and she was 11. Yeah, it's not a likely story, but it's our story. She was my little sister's best friend. Isn't that just precious? She was really just an annoying friend of my sister's for about four years. And then one day, I looked at her, and the braces were gone. And she was 16, and I was 17, and hormones were going crazy, and she was not an annoying friend of my sister's anymore. I'm having to be careful. Her father is in the room, so I... Amazing journey. Sharing life together. You know, I'm 39 now. Think about this. I, I, it's harder for me to think of memories without Ashley in them. Think about that. 30, you know, nine years that I've lived, and only 12 of them were without her. Isn't that amazing? Anyways, it's not in my notes, but why, why? Why would we choose to do life alone? Why would we choose that? To not pursue deep relationships. I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, but I, I, just, I just want to expose these reasons why we wouldn't do this. Okay, N- Number one reason why we, we wouldn't do this is simply naivete. Um, some of you genuinely don't know how badly you need relationship in your life. Uh, some of us actually think, we've convinced ourselves that we can handle this thing called life on our own. All by myself, right? Don't want to live. Some of you, that's your, that's your theme song. When I was young. Uh, there's a story. There's a story about uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, the great heavyweight fighter. 
Um, he had this just gregarious personality, huge personality, if you guys know of the boxer. And the story goes like this. He was on a plane, and the flight attendant, before they took off, came along, and she said, uh, Sir, you need to buckle your seatbelt before we take off. And Muhammad Ali said, Superman don't need no seatbelt. To which the flight attendant responded, Superman didn't need no plane either. So buckle up. <laughs> yeah. Some of you are like that, though. I can handle this myself. I can do this myself. I just, re- I just want you to realize that's simply not true. You can't just pull yourself up by the bootstraps and stir in your chin and buck your... I can do it. No wonder you're so tired. Maybe the second reason you don't pursue relationship is simply your temperament. Uh, you would say, it's just the way that I'm wired. I don't really have an outgoing personality. I'm shy. I just don't feel comfortable getting together with people. And for those of you that that is a real reason, can I just say respectfully, that's simply not good enough. You need relationships in your life. Third reason we wouldn't pursue that is, is fear. Fear. Uh, two possible fears that would prohibit you from pursuing relationship or getting involved in a connect group. Uh, the first one is this, just the unknown. I don't know um, if you guys do this. I, you know, I think, what's going to happen when I show up? And I start to create some scenarios in my mind. And sometimes these scenarios don't play out very well. I show up at this house. I don't know who's there. They open the door and there's this group of people of strangers. They've been there for hours praying, speaking in tongues. I don't know what they've been doing. And now they invite me into a circle that they've created and they have a chair sitting in the middle of that circle for me. And they sit me down in that circle and they pour a, a vat of oil over my head and they draw, I'm, I'm supposed to admit all of my vices and all of my issues and all of my sins. And what, that's, what I, that's what I envision happening. I don't want to do that. Um, for those of you, does anyone else have that nightmare? Just telling you. Uh, for those of you that, that have that thought, that that's what we do, at, we do not do that. We wait until the second meeting to do that. And uh, we just fine. Uh, maybe the fear, the other fear, is just simply uh, exposing the real you. Um, fear will lead to a lack of trust. Your inability to trust people. It can be kind of scary. The thought of inviting people into the real places of your life, bringing people into those sacred spaces, letting people know, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm struggling with. Letting your guard down. Feeling that pressure of having to have it all together. That is what we're able to do on Sunday. But if you engage in real relationship, you can't do that Monday through Saturday. Uh, we can do it on Sunday. How you doing? Good. And you're gritting your teeth behind your smiles. It can be daunting. Having the ability to trust people. And yet we would all agree that those things are required to develop and establish authentic relationship. Uh, maybe, maybe it's the, the issue of, of past experiences. Maybe that would be a reason. I don't, maybe that's what creates that scenario in your mind is you've actually had to live through that. Um, there are some of us that have been burned relationally. In fact, some of you are here today and you've been wounded and your response to the wound wasn't to get healed but instead your response was, 
I'm never going to let that happen to me again. And although I understand that response, I really do, I also know that it's not the right response. Uh, I'm never going to let someone hurt me that way again. I'm never going to trust again. I'm never going to open up and be transparent again. We have to be careful to not allow our past experiences to keep us from what God's best is for our lives. Last one, maybe, maybe this reason is the reason, and I probably should take an entire message just on this reason alone why we don't pursue relationships in our lives, and it's this, busyness. Busyness. I can't do it. I'm already out eight nights a week. I don't have time to do that. Some of you are thinking, well, it's Monday, seven, eight, no. I'd, lo- I'd love to. Question, question for us all to consider. How many things are we not doing that we know we should be doing? It's a very simple question. Things that we know would make our lives better, but we don't do because we allow our schedules to dictate our lives. Maybe I, maybe I should ask it this way. Uh, how many things are currently in our schedules that simply are contributing nothing to our lives? Things maybe that we do just because that's what we've always done, out of habit. Uh, You know what I've found? It has less to do with time and everything to do with priority. It has less to do with, I just didn't have the time. It has more to do with what's important. I've found that in my life, I have time to do the things that I want to do. Somehow, some way, I create time to do those things. And when someone says to me, I just didn't have a time, what I want to say is, no, you chose to do something else. Don't let the world dictate to you how to live, your schedule. In fact, maybe this week, just as a little exercise, a little assignment, take-home assignment, you might want to sit down and analyze your schedule. Determine which things in your life are adding to it Which things are either taking away or simply not contributing anything at all? The shows that we watch, the video games that we play, time. We have time for those things. So, okay, those are the reasons we don't engage more deeply and pursue community and authentic relationships. You know what I think? Deep down inside, I don't think there's anything that I've said up to this point that you would disagree with. I think you know deep down inside that this is important, that it's something you need in your life, and that's something you have probably not given the attention that it deserves. And I truly believe, to my core, I believe this, that every person actually wants it. They desire genuine, authentic, deep, meaningful relationships in their life. And the reason I believe that is because I know that's how God designed us. He designed us relational beings. We all desire to find that place. That place where everybody knows your name. Does anybody ever hear, uh, you guys remember the old sitcom, Cheers? When I said that about happy people, you thought of that. Young people, I'm sorry. I don't know if you guys watched this old sitcom. Uh, For the young folks, I'll just, uh, a moment here. It was a show about a bar that was owned by a former Red Sox pitcher, Sam Malone, who didn't even uh, like to drink. Um, But it became this hangout spot And there was a group of about eight people that would gather there, and they became this family of sorts. And they loved to go there, not because of what they could eat or drink, but because of the people that were there. And there's this theme song 
of this, this sitcom. Let me, just, in fact, let me just read you the lyrics to the theme song of Cheers. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Well, that's a mouthful right there, isn't it? Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Some of you are thinking that right now. I'd really like to get out of this right now because he's talking to me this morning. Sometimes you want to go. You don't know this next line, do you? You want to be where people see that our troubles are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. You know, it's unfortunate. That song was written about a bar and not the church. But I really believe that God designs the church to be that place. That place where you can belong. To which some of you would say, well, that's the problem, Devin. Church is too big for people to know my name. Is it really? Is it really too big? Michael, Jenna, Stephanie, Jim, is it really too big? Loretta, Fiona, is it really too big? Damon, Laura, is it really too big? Katie, Bridget, Kelly, Keith, is it really too big? Right? Aaron, Rachel in the back, Tim, Marty, Bob, Victoria, is it really too big? Kaylee, Ryan, right? It's not too big. Rebecca, Thad, Jamie, is it really too big? Well, at some point, guess what I won't be able to do? What I just did. Because this does get too big. But that's why the Bible says we need both the big and the small. Acts chapter 5, verse 42 day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. We need the big so that we can do big things and we need the small so that we can know your name. That's why every one of us that calls Connect Church home needs to be in a connect group. Romans chapter 12, verse 5. Since we are all one body in Christ, We belong to each other. You know, you guys think we create these really cute marketing phrases and their schemes. It's scripture. We belong to each other and each of us needs all the others. Turn to the next person beside you and say, you need me. Yeah, you need me. You need me. Now turn to the person that was your second choice and tell them, you need me too. Yeah, my second choice. You still need me? Not as much, but you still need me. This morning, for our remaining time together, I'm going to give you four aspects of a person's life that lead to four needs in our lives. And connect groups provide these things in your life. It touches these aspects of our lives that rarely get touched unless we live with intentionality, pursuing community and relationship. The first aspect of our lives is this, the arena. The arena. And that simply is this, I know and you know. Um, Now, most people never go beyond this aspect of the arena. Uh, There are some things that you know about me we may have never met before. There are some things I've been speaking for about 15 minutes. There are some things you know about me 
that you didn't know? There are some things I know, I know that you watched old bar sitcoms too. You know that I've been married for 19 years. There are some things, some aspects of our lives, but that's just the public side of us. It's not the real us, which then leads us to the first need. I need people who really know me. I need people who really know me. I need people in my life. Why? Because there's another side to me beyond the public person. I need people that, that love me but aren't impressed by me. Yeah? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In other words, all of us have this other side, this inside part of us. We all have this public side, but there's another side, and that's the real you, and that's the part we need to get to. You say, why? Why do we need someone that really knows me? And I want you to hear this, because we all have that day. That day. That day when we're ready to just check out. It's the day when we get the bad news. It's the day when we get the test results. It's the day when our closest loved one passes away. All of us need somebody on that day. We don't even need a church of 50. We just need a few people, right? We just need a few people that really know us. We need that place where everybody knows our name on that day. So that when you're going through it, we're going through it. And when you experience that, you'll be better cared for than any program, church staff, building, anything we could provide here on Sunday morning. I promise you that. That's something that all of us needs because we're going to have to face that day. Second aspect of our lives that most of us don't get to is this, the mask, which is this. I know, but you don't know. Uh, I've got, by the way, I've got a mask. Uh, I got some things that you don't know about me and you may never know about me. Now, I'm not saying that no one knows them. Let me, let me just say this, sir, ma'am, young person, if there's something that only you know about, you are not in a safe place. You're not in a good place. You have to have somebody that knows your secrets. Somebody that knows where you're tempted. If nobody knows, you are not safe, friend. You've heard me say this before. What you can't talk about owns you. It owns you. And I'm just telling you, if you're the only one that knows, you are not safe. No secrets. So what do we need? Second need, I need people who will protect me. I need people who will protect me. Protect me from what? From me. From myself. They cannot protect you if they don't know what's going on inside of you. James chapter 5 says this, verse 16. We refuse to wear masks and play games. Have you ever been around people that just, you never feel like they're just being real with you? It's like, when does that come down? When? It ain't that great all the time. I'm not stupid. Listen, rather, we keep everything we do and say out in the open. You need a few people. By the way, some of you need to start doing that in your marriage. Now, that's a whole other message. Just thought I'd stop there and just say, 
For those of you that have secrets in your marriage, you are not safe. You're not safe. It's really, it's really the only way you're going to get over habitual sin in your life. If you, you can confess it to God and God will forgive you. But James chapter 5 says that when you confess your faults to one another and pray for one another, that's when healing takes place. God will forgive you, but you need a person in your life that will protect you so that you can experience healing. Let me say it this way. People connect with your struggle before they connect with your success. C.S. Lewis said this, relationships are born when one person says to another, you too? I I thought I was the only one. That is when relationship is born. Third aspect of a person's life that is answered in the connect group setting is this, blind spots, which is this, I don't know, but you know. I didn't know I acted that way. You know I acted that way, that I would respond that way. I didn't know I had spinach in my teeth. You sure did see it. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever, have you ever noticed that people have these areas in their life that are so obvious? We find ourselves thinking, how in the world do they not see this about themselves? How could they miss that? I mean, it's so blatantly obvious. And if the rest of the world has those, guess what? You see this train coming, don't you? We have these glaring, exposed, blind spots that everyone else sees that we just have a hard time recognizing. Uh, We need people in our lives that love us enough. I mean, here we are just smiling away and we have this crud up all up in our teeth. True friends don't let friends keep stuff in their teeth. They don't let them drink and drive and then they don't let keep spinach up in their teeth either. Dude, you got something up in here. Get that out. <laughs> guys, uh, guys, maybe you'll, you'll uh, kind of relate with this. Uh, have you ever walked into a public restroom and you step up to the urinal to use the restroom and your zipper is already down? <laughs> and then, I don't know if you're like me, I have this panic thought, like, how long has my zipper been down? Who have I, I'm going through the rest of my day. When was the last time I went to the bathroom? Who have I seen? Who have I talked to? Dear God. And then I think this, why didn't someone tell me? Thanks a lot. Here's the point. We all have blind spots. And not everyone needs to know what they are, but you need a few people who love you that do know what they are. And here's the need. I need people who will be honest with me. Just a a little addendum. Maybe you put this in a parenthetical phrase after that. And I will listen to them. I need someone that knows if I'm treating Ashley the way that she deserves to be treated. I need someone to tell me, Devin, your attitude stinks. What is up with you today? Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not ready to receive that from just anyone. By the way, for you married folks, um, when they come to you and say, what is up with you today? Your attitude stinks. Um, It might be true. I'll receive it from people that really love me. 
And I just hope, I hope for your sake that you've allowed someone in your life to speak truth and to be honest with you in that kind of way. We all need it. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 6 says this, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. The Bible says that the good guy, the faithful guy, was the one that loved you enough that said, Hey, bro, That was your friend. <laughs> but your enemy, he lets you go all the way through the day. Kissing on you. Yeah, you look great. We need somebody that can be honest with us. Okay, fourth aspect. Last one. Your potential. Your potential. Fourth aspect of a person's life, and that is this. I don't know, and you don't know. I don't know, and you don't know. And at the end of the day, here's the truth. Only God knows your potential. So then you say, well, then what does that have to do with the connect group if only God knows my potential? If only God knows, how does the connect group help to answer that? Here's how. Because God's system, uh, listen to this. God's system to pulling out your best is you connecting to another member of the body of Christ. That's the way it works. That's why he calls us the body of Christ. Check this out. We're supposed to know that the the wrist is connected to the forearm and the forearm is connected to this amazing bicep. They're not just singular parts in isolation, but it's connection, connected parts, what the Bible calls fitly joined together. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts to grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. The fourth need, I need people who cause me to grow. Cause me to grow. Who's causing you to grow? Who are you causing to grow? That happens when we connect to the body of Christ. Simply put, your life can be impacted greatly by church services. You can experience the presence of God, but the truth is you need more than that. We recognize here at Connect, we need to have the larger corporate gathering, which allows us to make a difference in the community and around the world. It takes something big to pull something big off. The big church needs to become small. Because we need something more than that. You're saying, Devin, what are you trying to say? How are you going to be at nine connect groups all throughout the week? I'm not. And that is the body of Christ being fitly joined together. Well, what if they say something that you wouldn't say? The body of Christ. Do you think I fool myself into thinking that you walk out of here and just repeat everything I say like a little puppet? You guys say different stuff than I say all the week long. Might as well be doing it with one another and be honest about it. When he said that, that was crazy. I don't do that. Big church has to become small. A place where they protect me. Well, they'll be honest with me. A place where I'm spurred and prompted to growth. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. A man of many companions may come to ruin. 
But there is a friend. There's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Now, we've always quoted that being Jesus. But I believe there are some friends that God has waiting for you that will stick closer than a brother. Maybe you'd say, I've got lots of friends. I'm good. The Bible says that's not good enough. Acquaintances are not good enough. You need an intimate friend who sticks closer than a brother. It doesn't have to be everybody, but it needs to be a few people. I promise you, I promise you, if you do that, I want to challenge you with everything in me to get involved. Take the plunge into getting connected to something meaningful in your life. If you're the only one that knows, be prepared to be struggling with that for a long time. It's not going to go away. You won't be able to overcome that by yourself. Just you and Jesus, I promise you, you need someone in your life. We need people that really know us. We need people that protect us from ourselves. We need people that will be honest with us. And we need people that will spur us, that will cause us to grow. Thanks again for joining us. If you want to join us on Sunday, we meet at 10.30 a.m. right next to Wilson Central High School. Or check us out online at connectchurchtn.com. Thanks so much and have a blessed day.